Ticket stubs and cassette tapes. I'm Andy and I am your host. If you're new to the podcast today, uh, go back and check out some of our last few episodes. We did some really good stuff. I did um, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. We reviewed that movie, reviewed the Super Mario Brothers movie. We talked about uh, the, the new Star Wars uh, movie uh, releases or announcements, excuse me, from Star Wars Celebration. Talked a little bit about The Mandalorian, um, so some pretty good stuff in our last few episodes. Go check those out. If you're a fan of classic movies from the 70s and 80s, go check out any of our recent episodes. Um, and we'll continue continue doing some classics here pretty soon. But for today, for today only, I wanted to talk about uh, two separate things, two separate uh, releases that came out this week. One a television show and one a Netflix movie. The first being the season finale, season three finale of The Mandalorian. The latter being the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always, I believe is the name of that movie. Yes, okay. Um... Both of these released this week. I believe both released the exact same day. So it was a busy Wednesday for me. Um, you guys know I've talked about, you know, for anybody who's listened to the channel for any amount of time, you know that I am a large Star Wars fan, very big Star Wars fan. Uh, what you might not have known is that I grew up a big Power Rangers fan. You know, I was sort of growing up right in the right era when Power Rangers was just the biggest thing on the planet. And, it, you know, it's kind of crazy trying to explain that to maybe younger people, people who are in their early 20s, people who are in their late teens, maybe don't understand. You know, there was a point in time in America where the Power Rangers were almost Avengers level. I mean, it was huge. The Power Rangers were so big and you know obviously playing off of the super sentai the japanese footage from the uh, japanese show back in the I believe the 80s um you know we got mighty Morphin power rangers and then it spawned into uh you know the zeo rangers and the turbo rangers and power rangers in space and you know still going today you've got all these different kinds of power rangers um but it's not as popular now, obviously, as it once was. This was a movie made for uh, people my age and for nostalgia sort of purposes. And we'll get into that. I would like to do The Mandalorian first, though. It's going to be the more popular one. 
I think definitely more people are interested in that. Um, so we'll, we'll, we won't bury the lead here. We'll jump right into it. And, uh, yeah, just a reminder, social media pages. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, ticket stubs and cassette tapes. You'll see our, our name and our logo. Give us a follow, check us out if you want. And, um, uh, thank you in advance for that. All right. The Mandalorian. So, I talked briefly about the season thus far, season three, and how it's kind of been lackluster. It's it's definitely, I think, my least favorite season of the of the three. Not to say that it's been bad, but it, it's been a little dull at times. And you know, I know that there's going to be people out there who are going to say, "Well, you know, you ended season two with Luke Skywalker and." You know, season one was so exciting because it was new and it was a new thing, a live action Star Wars show set after Return of the Jedi. Um, It had this little Yoda-like character that, you know, we've never really seen much of the species, don't know much about it. It's a Force user. You know, who is this Mandalorian? I mean, there was just a lot of uh, exciting aspects to it. And then you had season two, which featured... Like I said, Luke Skywalker, it featured Ahsoka, um, Boba Fett. I mean, it was just, you know, it, season two will probably go down as, you know, the best uh, season when this is all said and done. But nevertheless, um, season three, in my opinion, um, has just been the least favorite of the three. You know, I... I can sort of see a little bit of what they're building towards, but, you know, just to be honest with you, when you get into all this Mandalorian stuff and the stuff from Rebels or, you know, whatever, um, it's just not always been the most interesting storyline to me with the Mandalorians and, um, you know, I, I don't I really know how to explain that as a Star Wars fan. It's just never really been the most exciting to me, but I do like, you know, Din Djarin. I I do enjoy the story that the show is telling. It's just that um Yeah, so so far, you know, well not so far, the season is completed now. Um it's just been you know it, it's just been something I haven't been super excited about. And uh that's a little disappointing for me. But, um, you know, I also know that the show's in pretty good hands and I know that, you know, there will be a better product put out than this, I'm sure, next season or, you know, building into the movie. I have faith. I I definitely have faith um, in in the show, you know, more so than the movies right now. I have more faith in this show. So um, I'm not checking out. I'm not jumping ship. I'm not doing anything like that. I would just definitely say that it was a little disappointing. But let's jump into the finale here. So you you end the last episode before the finale with the Mandalorians uh, being ambushed. And you, know, you have Moff Gideon showing up. And, you know, he's got this new um, best car suit you know, and, and he's looking all bad and, you know, you're not really sure if somebody, you know, set the Mandalorians up. 
So there's a lot of, I will say the, the next to last episode, the one that aired last week, if you're listening, um, right now, uh, in this current week, the, uh, the episode that aired before the last episode of the season was by far to me the best so far of season three. And so you get into the finale here and, you know, you're kind of just seeing, you know, what's going to happen with that whole scenario. They're ambushed. Who's going to make it out alive? I know a lot of people were speculating that this could be the moment that we, that we lose the main character, Din Djarin. Um, I saw some speculate, speculating you could lose Grogu, you could lose the armor, you could lose Bo-Katan. Um, none of that happened. Um, it was a good... It was a good episode as far as uh, fighting. I thought a lot of the special effects were done pretty well. Um, Spoiler alert, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen it. You know, they defeat Moff Gideon, but he gets away. He's not there. He's not dead. His body's not there. They never really address that. I think it's just kind of known that he kind of got away. His clones, they quote-unquote destroyed... Um, I guess that was kind of one of the twists is that he was cloning himself. Um, and you know, now we know that the reason he's been trying to get his hands on Grogu was to take his blood and get, uh, basically inject the force into his clone so he could be a force user with a best car suit and the dark saber, which would make him a really powerful uh, opponent. You know, that would be a really powerful bad guy, which would be kind of cool to see. But for now, they defeat him. So we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes in the future. And then you have the Mandalorian and um, Grogu, who is now Din Grogu because he's been sort of inducted into the into the Mandalorian group. He took the creed. Um they they're going back to Navarro and they get a little cabin and the episode ends. And I know that I just kind of gave a quick rundown there. It wasn't, you know, detailed, but um yeah, I mean that's pretty much what happens. Again, I think part of I, I don't I don't want to keep saying disappointment because I I don't I don't really know that that's the right word for it, but I'll just use it for now since I'm, uh, you know, at, at a loss for any other word. I think a, re- a reason for the, uh, the the disappointment here is that you had such the the epic finale of season two, which was just that it was epic, and you had this big emotional moment. You had you know for several different reasons number one being luke skywalker number two being uh you know din Djarin and grogu separating and grogu finally kind of going you know on his path with luke and you know learning the force and learning you know the, the ways of the jedi and you kind of thought well that might be the last time they see each other um i'm sure it won't be but it's probably going to be a while before they see each other again. And then I've mentioned this before in another episode. I thought that it was really disappointing when they brought Grogu right back to the Mandalorian in Boba Fett. 
I thought that was really disappointing because that that made the season finale of season two kind of lose something, you know, that emotional tone it had to the ending. It lost some of that when he literally just came almost right back in the next show. He came right back to Din Djarin. I, I just thought it lost some of its emotion. And, <clears throat> you know, now, you know, they're sort of, um, they sort of gave a hint at the end of season three that the next season will be, you know, the Mandalorian and Grogu out on their adventures, kind of like season one. We'll see how that goes, but uh, you're going to get kind of a more of a season one vibe, I guess, from season four. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I Again, it's not that I'm, again, not jumping ship on the show or anything like that, but I, I, w- I would definitely say, it's not the excitement for the show. The excitement for a brand new episode is just not there right now. And, you know, is that because the finale of season two was so big it's hard to top it? No, I don't think so. As long as you're telling good stories, um, you know, anything can work as long as you're, you know, putting a good story to it. So I, I think that, I think that you could really ramp up season four and make it more interesting and make it more engaging for all the fans. But for right now, it's, you know, the Mandalorian's not in a bad state, but it's just in a, okay, you know, it's still fine, but it, you know, it's just not great. Yeah, you know, I guess is the way to put it. It's, it's hard to put it, put it into words. Uh, but if you're a Star Wars fan and you're watching it, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's been, it's been fine, but not great. Um, so we'll see. Like I said, I have faith. I have faith in, in the writers, and, and I have faith in Lucasfilm for what they've done with The Mandalorian so far. You know, again, as far as the movies go, you can have your opinion on that, but I think they've done a fine job with The Mandalorian. So, you know, I'm I'm going to have complete faith in them until they give me a reason not to. And so far they haven't. I, I, I don't think the show's been bad at any point. So, um, yeah, that's the Mandalorian season three. I, you know, I would like to maybe when season four comes out, do an episode by episode breakdown every week. Obviously that hasn't been an option for me thus far as we just sort of rebooted the podcast, but you know, with the next season, whenever it comes out, um, I don't know if they've announced a date on that yet, but whenever it releases, I think that would be something that would be fun to do. So we'll, uh, we'll roll forward into season four whenever it gets here. But for now, that's my thoughts on the Mandalorian season three. All right, let's talk a little Power Rangers here. So, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always released this past Wednesday. Um, I, I talked about, you know, in the opening about my, you know, my fandom with Power Rangers and I grew up with it. And, you know, I still appreciate it looking back on it. I was a big fan of uh, Mighty Morphin. I was a big fan of Zeo. I was a fan of Turbo, In Space, um, Lost Galaxy. I mean, I, I liked it up to a certain point at which I, I really can't remember 
um, when when I kind of stopped watching Power Rangers. But still to this day, I look back pretty fondly on, you know, Mighty Morphin and Zeo and Turbo and Inspire. You know, I, I look back fondly on it. it it's something that um, I maybe haven't carried with me as strongly um, into into the present day, you know, my fandom of it. But like I said, still appreciate it. I still have some collectibles, some some toys I pick up. Got a couple of the helmets, the Mighty Morphin helmets. So I'm still a fan, but um, I don't watch the show anymore. You know, I rarely go back and watch any Mighty Morphin or any of the other ones. I, I will every now and again that they're now that they're on Netflix. But you know, just kind of is what it is. Was I super excited for this? No, not really. Um, just to be honest with you, um, I saw some of the trailers, and I, it wasn't really the kind of thing that I was hoping it was going to be. You know, I knew ahead of time that, you know, uh, Jason David Frank, who has always been my favorite ranger, whether it be the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, the, the Red Zeo Ranger, Red Turbo Ranger, He's always been my favorite, and I knew that even before you know he passed away a few months ago, rest in peace. Um, I knew he, you know, he wasn't going to be in this either way. Um, you know, Amy Joe John- Johnson, who you know did not come back. Austin St. John did not come back. Obviously, Tui Trang, rest in peace. She's been dead since two thousand and one. So, you know, given the trailer, given. Uh, who I knew was coming back in the cast and who wasn't. Um, I just wasn't super excited for this, to be honest. Um, you know, I I almost hate to say that because I should have been really excited for it, but I just wasn't. And, you know, when I started watching this movie, I was super put off by what was happening at first. You know, I sort of thought that what we were going to have was, uh, excuse me, I'm taking my headphones off here. I thought what we were going to have was a situation where Rita comes back and, you know, maybe the Rangers, some of the Rangers get called back into action and, you know, they're suiting up again for the first time. I thought it was kind of going to be that. That's not what it was at all. When the movie starts, it kind of sort of almost establishes that the Rangers are still Rangers, I guess. The original team are still the Power Rangers, which doesn't... <laughs> I mean, I know that continuity in Power Rangers has never been, you know, super firm, but, you know, it's pretty well known that the they were not still Power Rangers when the show ended. Um, you know, Power Rangers was always like teenagers with attitude and you could age out of it. And I know they've done some Power Rangers specials here in the past few years where, you know, some of the older Rangers have come back and different things like that. But this started with them being still being the Mighty Morphin Rangers. I guess Billy, um, portrayed by David Yost, I guess maybe he, you know, I guess it establishes he replicated the power coins and... So maybe he had brought everybody back. I don't know. Um, but what was even more off-putting than that was like, Tui Trang's character, Trini, the original Yellow Ranger, was still alive when this movie started, and then she gets killed by Rita, which was... 
that was okay to me because it was kind of, you never seen really anything like that in Power Rangers where a ranger's killed. I mean, that's pretty serious stuff. And, and so I was okay with that. But like with, you know, Tommy and, and Kimberly, like you heard Jason David Frank's voice behind the helmet. You heard Kimberly's voice. You heard, um, Austin St. John, uh, uh, Jason's voice, um, which was, that was odd to me. Um, I mean, I guess it's okay, but I just wasn't expecting that. Is it a real negative I put on the show? No, it was kind of cool, but, um, I, I was just, I was really put off by that in, in the first bit of the movie. Um, the script, I mean, uh, let, let's do the story. The story is very much of the Power Rangers essence. It was very simplistic. Um, you know, it wasn't anything super complex. It was very much like an ep- watching an episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, and to be honest, I kind of wish it it wouldn't have been. And and I have less issue with that than um, some other stuff I'll talk about. But I kind of wish they would have done something a little more mature i guess which is kind of i I know it's kind of the wrong thing to say about like power rangers but um i i I just kind of wish they would have went for something a little more like bringing the 90s power rangers into sort of present day and you know really um i don't want to say updating because i that's the kind of the wrong i I think that's kind of the wrong phrasing, but but maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Just kind of updating it to be a little bit more fleshed out and mature than than sort of going with the simplistic, you know, uh, '90s Power Ranger style story. I, I I was a little a little disappointed with that, but when I saw the trailer, I kind of knew that's where we were going anyway. So by the time the movie came out, I wasn't very thrown off by that the acting in the script <laughs> was poor. And I mean, that's, there's really no other way to say that. That's, you know, again, is that super surprising? It is power Rangers. No, I, I did think there were some act like, I, I thought David Yost had moments where he was sort of doing a, a pretty good job. I think a lot of his problem was just the script he was given. I thought Walter Jones had some good moments. Um, Steve Cardenas and Catherine, Catherine Sutherland, who, who came back to portray their roles, they were the replacement uh, Red Ranger and, and Pink Ranger from Mighty Morphin. And then uh, Steve Cardenas, who plays Rocky, he became the Blue Zeo Ranger, and and Cat played the uh, the Pink Zeo Ranger and the Pink Turbo Ranger. So they they're established in the in the franchise for sure. They were just kind of side character. I mean, they were there, but you know, they didn't have a whole lot to do. You also had Karen Ashley and Johnny Young Bosch return to reprise uh, Aisha and Adam, who, you know, th- again, are re- replacement Rangers. If you've seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, you, you know who that is. Adam was the Black Ranger, Aisha was yellow. And then Adam continued to be the uh, Green Zeo Ranger and Green Turbo Ranger. Um, but... Again, all four of those characters I just mentioned, um, 
were were almost just kind of there as cameos. Now Johnny Young Bosch and Karen Ashley were they were like definite cameos. They only had a couple of scenes. Catherine Catherine Sutherland and, and Steve Cardenas they were in it more. Um, they were they were ra- actually Rangers in the movie, but um, this movie was definitely Walter Jones, David Yost, and Charlie Kirsch who paid who played men, the daughter of Trini. Um, it's their movie. Now, like I said, I think David Yost had some moments. I think Walter Jones had some moments. Charlie Kirsch, who played men, I I found her to be very. Um, I, th- I found her to be the cheesiest of all of them. And I don't want to put too much on her because, I mean, it wasn't a great script. I don't know. I've never seen her in anything else before. I don't know how much acting work she's had. But um, it was it was a little painful to watch, some, you know, sometimes, if I'm just being 100% honest. Um, was it kind of cool that she was the daughter of Trini and, 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 and Walter Jones took her and raised her? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, that was cool. I was cool, but, um, you know, and, and her becoming the yellow ranger, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> you, this is not the kind of movie you could have watched if you're not, if you were not a fan of the original show, which is, I think is why I'm a little disappointed in it. I, I, you know, I've went on this rant about making, if you're making franchise content, you should be making it for fans who are fans of the original and you should also try to draw in a new audience too, but you shouldn't get away from what made that particular um, property special, right? You shouldn't. You see it all the time, like remakes and all that, where they get too far away from what you know the original property was, and I think you sort of lose your fans. and And so, am I happy that they gave the fans? of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, something similar to what they know. Sure. But again, I think they could have done that and, and really matured the story and, and really tried to sit down and write like a good script and a good screenplay and try to make something that not only fans of the original would enjoy, but just try to grab some of the superhero fans. You know, you could easily have done that. I know that there's a lot of people who love Marvel or DC who may think of Power Rangers as, you know, a joke. A, a lot of those two fan bases, uh, along with Power Rangers, that cross paths. I know there's a lot of fans of both, but um, I think you definitely could have grabbed, and with this being on Netflix, I mean, you could have grabbed a lot of uh, attention, but it was, it, I think it was just a little too much. It was a little too cheesy, a little too much of the nineties TV show. Um, I mean, you got Rita coming out here still, you know, being Rita and you had the monsters and, um, you know, as typical power Rangers, but it, it, I think it just needed some updating, uh, for, for, to to be something that really made an impact and uh and uh and that's just kind of my opinion on that um i think the worst part of the movie in my opinion was the megazord fight that listen back in the 90s uh when we did megazord fights we put guys in suits and made them fight on sets with miniaturized buildings and does it look a little goofy looking back on it? Yeah, a little bit, but it looks way better than what we got in this movie. This this 
the CGI on the Megazord and the villain was something that was on par with a cartoon from the early 2000s. Like, it was that bad to be in a 2023 live-action movie. It was horrible. Horrible. To the point where it, by that point of the movie, I was staring at the screen like, what is it? What is this? Is I mean, this is bad, you know? Um, and you don't hear me say things, <laughs> say things like that often, but man, that was, it was horrible. Just put the guys in the suits on the miniaturized sets and let them go at it. I mean, that is way better than what we got in here. Um, didn't like that at all. Uh, and I kind of hated that because the Megazord scenes and Power Rangers were always some of the coolest, you know, you got, um, two, uh, huge figures fighting each other, even though it, in context of the, the story, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you have these, every episode, uh, the Megazord and the big monster fighting, and you know, they're just destroying Angel Grove every single time. There wouldn't be a, a single citizen left in Angel Grove, but, um, yeah, that was by far the worst, the, the worst part of the whole thing, um. I was, I was I, as disappointed out as I was in this movie. That was ten times more disappointing than anything else. Um, I don't know what much more I can say about this. I, I'm a little disappointed they didn't go for something a little different. I'm a little disappointed they couldn't have gotten Jason David Frank or Amy Jo Johnson or Austin St. John or you know they obviously didn't have an opportunity to get to a train, but. Um, I'm, I'm a little disappointed they couldn't have got more people. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I just wish this could have been something a little bit better. I, I really do because this is a property that, like I said, it was huge back in the day. It was huge. And, you know, with something like this, I think you could give it some proper care and, you know, uh, look at it from a different light and bring it back in a way that, is touching to the the fans of the original series, but also, you know, something that that works well by today's standards and and works for even more than just the fans of the original. And and I, I just I think they missed the mark on that one. I think they missed the mark. Honestly, if they were going to do what they did, I would have just tried to green light a TV show and do this and just kind of, uh, you know, make a sequel to the original show or something. You know other than this, but, um, yeah, I, I, are they going to make another one of these? I don't know. I mean, they sort of hinted at it a couple times towards the end. Um, but who knows? I will say the last bit of the movie where you had the, the scene, um, from the, from the show where, um, Kimberly has the scene where she's playing the guitar and singing and you get the shots of, uh, uh, Jason David Frank and 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 Tui Trang sort of looking at each other and then the little um the little uh sort of photo at the end with the you know once a ranger always a ranger uh rest in peace uh, that you know that whole sequence I thought that was really nice that was well done that sort of left a pretty good taste in my mouth after this this movie um I, I, that, you know, I always like it when, um, you know, we, we give a little shout out, a little remembrance to 
people who, you know, to just to be quite honest with you, who when when kids of my generation, when we were kids, you know, that some some of these guys were our heroes. You know, Jason David Frank was. Uh, one of my heroes as a kid, you know, he was, in my opinion, the coolest Power Ranger. I mean, he was Tommy. He was the Green Ranger, and he was the White Ranger, and uh, you know, the Red Ranger. I mean, he was he was always one of the coolest to me. And um, then you have Tui, who, obviously, uh, you know, being the original Yellow Ranger, she was a big, uh, you know, a big hero for for a lot of girls who were my age. So. Um, I thought that was really nice and well done. And I liked the little ending of the show that kind of copied the intro of the, uh, the original series with the, you know, the, the faces and the names of the actors and sort of the, the logo and the music. And, and, and so that was cool, you know, but all in all, you know, if you're a fan of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, I've seen a lot of fans of the original show who, who really did like this a lot. Um, did I enjoy it for, you know, whatever this was, 45 minutes or whatever, 50 minutes? Did I enjoy myself? Uh, yeah, at some points, but again, just not something that stuck with me and something that I, I don't know that I'll ever watch it again, to be honest, but, um, hey, if you loved it, that's great. On honestly, from the bottom of my heart, that's great. I love that. There are people out here who love this because as somebody who grew up a big fan of Power Rangers, it's it's cool to see people get sort of that um, nostalgia and, and get something, you know, like this that's kind of satisfying to watch and uh, makes you feel like you're a kid again. So if you loved it, uh, that's great. Um, but that is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. Um Will they do more Power Rangers movies? Not a sequel to this, but more in line with like what you had in the 2017 Power Rangers movie. I think so, probably at some point. Um, you know, Power Rangers is just uh, it's a franchise, and if we know anything about franchises nowadays, it's that <laughs> production companies love to capitalize on them as much as they can. So um, we'll see. Um, I, I don't know if they released this thinking that it would be something that would garner a lot of interest or a lot of money. I don't think it is, but, um, you know, maybe they're just gauging the fan base and, um, but we'll see. I, I know this is not going to be the last Power Rangers movie we see. Um, you know, there will definitely be more, but, but, um, yeah, that's Power Rangers. All right, guys, look, next week, um, I'm actually going to head to the movie theater tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to see yet. I, I'm sort of torn between a couple different movies, um, one being Renfield, um, one being Evil Dead. I may actually even go with my family to see the Mario movie again. I don't know. But if I see, you know, Renfield, I'm really interested in. We'll review it. I want to do... Um, a classic movie review again um, pretty soon, so that could be next week. We'll see, but um, just keep your eyes out, and uh, like I said, give our social media pages a follow because we'll be updating on there, and you know, we'll we'll uh, that'll be the best way to keep up with what we got going on. All right, guys, this has been Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes, and we'll see you next time.